Hey, so I have a special guest here in the studio, Julia Furlan, host of The News by BuzzFeed News. Hey, Julia. Hello, James. It's really nice to be here. Yeah, and I'm super happy to have you here because we're buds in real life. Yes, podcast friends and friends in real life. Yeah! (laughs) So I see your tweets asking, when is The Dispatch going to do episodes on the weekend? And frankly, probably not because I do like to rest However, the Pod Squad doesn't rest on the weekends. That's right. The Pod Squad is hard at work bringing you the news every Saturday morning, usually between 20 and 35 minutes of news. We have segments that have investigative reporting. We Mm. do some really interesting like tech examinations. We talk about how Alexa might be parenting the children. I mean, they are. Indeed. We had a story from our investigations desk about a serial murderer. We have fun games and quizzes because, like, obviously, you know. (laughs) And I think it's the kind of show that a World Dispatch listener would really enjoy because it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it gives you a lot of information that you should have. Right. And the thing that I really like about it the most as well is that it does take a very similar approach to Dispatch as in we get to hear from the newsroom behind Mm -hmm. it. So every single segment you're hearing from a new BuzzFeed staffer or contributor um, giving you those same stories. And I don't know, it feels like we're we're in spirits. Indeed. You know? Yeah. I feel like our podcasts are friends and the producers are friends. (laughs) So stay tuned after the show um, to hear a brief clip from the news from BuzzFeed News. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host, James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. Culture. In the book Little Stranger, the opening comic catches you off guard. Culture writer, Ander Gallo. A fanged, balloon-like creature with a tail made of the alphabet zips through a maze of bold lines. Eventually, it reaches a forest of tree-like bodies. Then it enters one of these tree bodies, dances in it, and then zips off to a dollar store on what looks like to be a flying watermelon. The book only gets weirder and more inventive from there. The mind behind these stories is the comic artist, zine maker, and painter Edie Fake. In these zines, the characters search for identity and form. The stories de-emphasize linear narratives and instead focus on experience and feeling. But these zines only existed in the underground, published by small presses, hanging out in people's collections and trade shows. Now for the first time, over a decade's worth of Edie's zines are collected in this new book, Little Stranger. A beautiful thing about this collection is the explorations of non-binary bodies and the queer community. This community, and I would know, has so many abstracted feelings and experiences that are difficult to sum up. Even though the book avoids a single interpretation, Edie's identity is present in the work. He's trans and often explores bodies and sexual experience in these scenes. They feel just as hazy as a tree body on a flying watermelon. Edie started in the queer and DIY arts community in Chicago. Then he moved to California in 2014. There, he got into the MFA program at the University of Southern California Roski School of Art. When he got there, things changed quickly. 
Roski School of Art and Design is a small program of the University of Southern California. The small art school experienced an unfortunate douse of bad luck after seven of its MFA students dropped out. In a public letter, Heian Kwan, one of the school's former MFA students, expressed her reasons for dropping out. She stated that the program was a downward spiral of predatory, wrong-headed, and woefully oblivious decision-making done by the school. He and six other students protested the lack of financial support in the program. Edie then decided to drop out. After that, he made a move that shook up his creative practice. He moved to the desert outside of Joshua Tree, where he lives and works today. There, he found a rural queer community and began compiling the book Little Stranger. After reading the collection, I knew I had to talk to Edie, so I called him up. And he gave me more insight about what went into the making of Little Stranger. Are you, you're in California right now? Yeah, I live, um, I live in the desert in California. It's kind of, it's kind of amazing. It's the first time I've ever lived somewhere that's, uh, more rural than Mm -hmm. a city. And, um, but it also is a place that's like, um, pretty close to LA and, uh, has a pretty amazing, like, queer community in it. Um, which is something I always draw a lot from. <laughs> and um, so in that way, it's it's very similar to life in Chicago. And so were you out there while you were putting this book together? Yeah. Well, the work in the book is from, I guess, like over a decade or so, like comics and zines and little publications. Well, how did the, like the concept come up and how did you decide to put them all together like this? My publisher, Secret Acres, came to me with the idea and uh, at first I was like, there's not enough material and also thought that it wouldn't make sense together and then it, I don't know, it makes sense together as some kind of queer sex, liminal fantasy or something. Yeah, like, how did you decide when looking back over the stuff that you've done, what you wanted to include and how you wanted to put them together? Well, the order was the most fun because it was kind of like making a mixtape, sort of be like, oh, there's, like, this thing that loosely connects this to this. There were elements that I knew were, like, things that were, like, entrance points to, for me to make a comic. Mm-hmm. And and part of it would be like, oh, like, I'll I'll base, like, some of the character design on, like, Halloween decorations, because I think it is, like, a funny way to access something that's, like, kind of goofy, but referencing something scary, but, uh, like, and they're and they're just, like, kind of weird, beautiful bodies. Um, mm-hmm. I was hoping to know about some of the origins of some of these, like, um, like, a few, a couple came out to me, like, the Vlog Raw series, I'm really interested to learn the backstory of that. Like, there's illustrations in that that are kind of based on illustrations from The Joy of Cooking and and also from, like, other cookbooks. And, like, I don't know, I have, like, a great love of, like, diagrams and diagrammatic drawing. And, like, I remember first, like, seeing in diagrams, like, something, there's something erotic about them and also something in these gestures that's specifically, like, sexual in uh, in a very queer way and so I guess the impulse of the foie gras was to kind of 
run with that and see what these little pieces of food and, like, folding, kneading bread <laughs> or, or, like, these, like, gestures of food kind of meant to me or could mean to me and why they felt so resonant in my mind. I mean, my impression is that, like, in your zines, um, you explore bodies more and depiction of bodies, but in your paintings, it seems like you focus more on place-making and spaces and um, architecture. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I have these aspects of, like, my drawing process, like, if I... uh, like, where, um, if I have an idea and it's pushing to be something that's more narrative, I'll probably approach it in a, like, in a sequential way, like a comic or a zine. And then with the paintings, like, like the paintings seem like ideas that I have a less of a narrative grasp on, where, like, I think that the paintings can talk about, like, bodies and history and queer identity in this way that they push a lot into a single image or they try to push push a lot into a single image but then like sometimes stories thinking about bodies and uh, vulnerability and sexuality I think I have a much my mind has a much more narrative take on that and so I tend towards like little books I also like that it's like that like zines are more intimate format Um, Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I try and play it by ear like what my ideas tend more towards and then kind of follow that star. (laughs) Today, you heard from Ander Gallo. To read her full story, including beautiful scenes from Little Stranger, head to theoutline.com. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and edited by me, James T. Green. Our music is courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James T. Green. Catch you Monday. <laughs> What's your internet life like? You- <laughs> oh my god, I just feel like I have to be connected constantly, but I was able to go on vacation to a place where I had no internet access for two weeks, and it was amazing. It was just like the best. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I think there was this realization, like, I took a little time off from it, and I was like, oh, right, like, I feel myself acting healthier and being more engaged and effective in the world when I kind of minimize yeah. it, so. Hey! As promised, here is a brief clip from the news by BuzzFeed News. You ready, Julia? Yes. Are you ready to listen to this? Yeah, let's do it. I'm Julia Furlan, and I'm the host of a brand new weekly podcast. It's called The News from BuzzFeed News. Every Saturday, you'll get the latest from BuzzFeed News reporters all over the world. They'll help you make sense of what's going on so that you don't get lost in the chaos. So, Jason, take me back to the scene of the murder. It makes sense that a lot of people are paying attention to this. You're right, that was a gross story. We're 24 hours out, and we still have a lot of stuff we don't know. 
Find the news from BuzzFeed News on any podcast app you prefer. And because you're very smart and speakers are also very smart, you can ask your smart speaker to play you the news from BuzzFeed News. Listen, subscribe, send us fan mail, name your children the news. I don't know. (laughs) But please know that the news is always here for you on Saturdays, even when the dispatch isn't. (laughs) 